Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. everybody and welcome along to IMSA Radio. We're live trackside outside the final couple of corners of Canadian Tire Motorsport Park and it's a great place to be when there's racing in the air. The sound of racing engines will uh, crackle through and break the silence here in a few moments time. Delighted to say that once again not just the big shows that we're covering on the IMSA package here at the Mobile One Sports Car Grand Prix presented by Hawk Performance this weekend, but also some of the training grounds and proving grounds for maybe future stars in endurance racing. And coming up next, it's round seven of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama, and it's live here on IMSA Radio. The Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama on IMSA Radio. So let's have a look at the grid then. If we uh, start off at the back of the field in 20th position, John Goats had that nasty accident yesterday for Wright Motorsports. Uh, that car will not be seen. Uh, that car suffered too much damage when it uh, ended up parked in front of us. Remember, it had gone over before we saw it parked. Ore Fidani for FAF Motorsport is in position 19 and in the gold category uh, he is in 6th position. 5th in that category, Sean McCaig in the Fiorino, Fiorino, I'll get that right in a second, Ferrano Racing Car, the number 34 car uh, in 18th position. In 7th, Mark Yano in the NGT Motorsports uh, number 22 car, 16th position, but 3rd in the gold class, NGT Motorsports uh, teammate Joe Catania in the 24. In 15th position, it's one of the platinum cars, Oscar Arroyo, JDX Racing in the 89 car. David Baker for Top Racing is in 14th position and uh, 12th in the platinum class. Jay Patel, double zero car for Kelly Moss Motorsport is 11th in the platinum class and ahead of him on the outside of row number six is second in the gold category. A real mix up in the midfield here to the Atlanta Motorsports Group 49 Porsche of Sebastian Landy. Pole position for top racing's Jeff Mosing in the 0-1 car in the gold category and he'll start on the inside of row six. The top five rows are all platinum cars. Kelly Moss Motorsports' William Pachuski, while Bill is in 10th position in the 74. In ninth, the 26 of Lucas Catania. He's, that's his dad who's farther back down the field. NGT Motorsport number 26 then on the inside of row five. Row four on the outside, Santiago Creel, the right motorsports driver in the number 60 car. He's got Andrew Long in the 47 four-line motorsports Porsche on the inside of row four for company. Row number three on the outside, Michael Shine for Wright Motorsports in the 16 car. His teammate Casey Kuman for Wright Motorsports in, fit in the 15 car is in fifth position. Kelly Moss Motorsports on the outside of row number two, Jesse Lazar, man who is right at the sharp end of the championship in the number 21 car. Angel Benitez Jr. returning to the championship last time out and taking both wins at Watkins Glen International for JDX Racing is on the inside of the second row. And on the front row, it's Mark Motors Racing in the 88 of Marco Cironi, the best of our Masters class drivers, and Elliot Skier takes pole position for Wright Motorsports in the number 14 car with a gap of uh, two-tenths of a second on the field. So, Jeremy Shaw, that is how they line up for what is uh, looking to be a very, very interesting race for round seven. Although we've only had six events uh, so far, we've still got to get round four completed, if, I, if my memory serves me 
uh, right, the one of the, the NOLA races that uh, uh, didn't take place. Uh, but round seven coming up here, and we are so used to seeing these cars that we kind of now take it for granted that we're just going to get a great race and these flat sixes, big horsepower, element of tyre management through what is quite a long race. There's a lot to think about here for these drivers. Yeah, there is, uh, and uh, we're seeing uh, some very quick times. We saw a new track record this morning set by Elliot Skier in qualifying. The youngster, just 20 years of age from Southern California, for driving for Wright Motorsports. They'd last won this championship back in 2013 with Madison Snow. Uh, and Elliot Skier turned a 120.232, a couple of tenths of a second over the, over everybody else. Marco Cironi will start second. Angel Benitez, who won the last two rounds of the championship at Watkins Glen. That was his debut this season with JDX Racing, but a huge amount of experience in these cars. And the championship leader, Jesse Lazare from Montreal in Canada, not too far away from here. Regards, this is his home track when he has to start on the outside of the second row. Yeah, but he's a quick starter, and a lot can happen at the start here. Going down to turn number one, which is a, a very quick right-hander, sort of going to a dip. Get on the wrong line there, Greg Kramer, and you could be a big loser. Get on the right line, or at least read the traffic in front of you if you're in the midfield, and you could be a big winner. It offers both, exactly. I mean, it, it's all about car placement and cooperation, and that's the other side of it. If you've got somebody who's who just uh, you're on the outside of and they keep you absolutely parked somewhere, uh, it, can, it can be a huge incident that can happen there, but it is a great opportunity. It's so quick. Even from a rolling start, you start to feed it throttle into that turn. Uh, uh, you're building speed. You go to that dip you talked about, then that slight climb, and if you're offline going into two, and especially if you're still in a, in a two-by-two two scenario, that's where I'm talking about it is crucial for you to make sure that you have cooperation from those people coming through there. Uh, would you would you bet against another victory for Angel Benitez Jr.? No, basically based on what we saw here the last time he ran here, uh, he was very quick. If you remember that great battle with Madison Snow a couple of years ago, he gets around this track well. He knows it very well. The problem is, is even though he didn't get the qualifying run he wanted, Jesse Lazar, immense track knowledge here, and we know Marco Cironi's got the track knowledge, and Skier has uh, that raw talent of, of youth and ambition. Uh, it isn't going to be an easy one for Angel, but I think he's certainly capable of it. And Jeremy battles in the gold category as well. There are two different types of cars that are around uh, this circuit. There are indeed. Uh, the, nine, the, the newer 991 models make up the platinum class, so just 2014-2015 specification. The older 997 model cars built up until 2013, they are the cars that are contending the Gold Cup category. And we also saw a new track record in the Gold Cup this morning in qualifying by Jeff Mosing in the 01 car. But right behind him, I mean, literally thousands of a second behind him, Sebastian Landy in that car number 49. So, yes, another great battle we can expect there. I can't wait. Uh, this is one of my favourite parts of the weekend. I'll lay my uh, Porsche hat on the table. I have got an interest. I do own a Porsche. And the flat six motor is one of the best sounds for me in motorsport. The best news is that we've got a very, very healthy grid here in the Porsche GT3 Cup. Uh, USA by Yokohama and we've got some special guests in the studio uh, they're going to give the engine start command which will be heard on the grid they're from half place and uh, we've got what half a dozen or so standing next to me to which I have to make sure I can get over to them at the appointed time and we'll get the countdown for the most famous words in motor racing uh, in just uh, a wee moment final preparations going on on the grid Around the circuit on 90.7 FM and 454 even if you're on the scanner frequency and around the world live at RadioLeMond.com and IMSA.com. Uh, you're listening to IMSA Radio and the GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. And now over to our friends from Half Place. You know, we didn't even rehearse that. Absolutely perfect. Nailed job. it. Brilliant job. Nailed, nailed it. Take and you <laughs> nailed it. Well done, guys. And the engines of those big flat six Porsches have been started. And we're ready to go as we set them off into the morning of this 
beautiful circuits and vista of Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. I think that might well be the first time we've ever attempted to do that and blow me if it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Just beautiful, that didn't fun. it? That was Durham fun. Region's Hearth, uh, Hearth Place. Boy, they came out and put on the show for us. Just fantastic. And uh, that's the start of the show, and the big show is about to come 45 minutes here. And uh, we have seen this track, uh, these cars have put on, like I said, one of the closest finishes ever, uh, not just in the uh, the uh, IMSA GT3 Cup Challenge by Yokohama, but uh, racing period, uh, what was it, about a foot between Angel Benitez and Madison Snow. I mean, th this yeah. track can promote that type of racing and that type of finish. Well, it really can. And, and we've seen, we saw two weeks ago at Watkins Glen International what start Angel Benitez can make. He started only on the outside of the front row uh, in those two races. By the end of the first corner, he was in the lead. And you know he's going to be pushing hard here in the first uh, few corners of this first lap. And the cars, which were lined up beautifully, echelon style, in the pit lane, are now making their way behind the pace car onto the track for the pace laps here. And uh, again, 45-minute timed event, first of two this weekend. And uh, he, John was talking about a little bit, Jeremy. You do have to, over the 45 minutes, a little bit of tire management. But the one great thing, all these cars carrying that big Yokohama sticker on them and that ENVR2, orange oil, actually the oil from orange peels infused into the tire mix, allows them to use more naturally occurring rubber, which, one, pays big dividends in terms of recycling uh, as it's a, a lot more environmentally friendly. But also it allows them to use with that naturally occurring rubber, which is generally a more hard compound, not as grippy, it makes these tires effective for long stints. And you can, if you overheat them, you'll lose a little bit. But the nice thing about these, John, is you ease off for a little bit. They all, they'll come back to virtually brand new form. That's what's special about these tires. And, of course, when you want to make a cocktail, you just squeeze the tire and you get a, you know, a, nice, a nice little bit of smell. In it. No, it's brilliant technology. It really is. Because instead of adding extra chemicals, which are harmful to the planet, they're adding something that does the same thing. If you remember back to even your go-karting days or those of you that race RC cars, quite often you put tire treatments onto the rubber to try and make that rubber a little more durable. There was nasty stuff, mostly. And what, what they're trying to do here is do that, which they have done, done here is they've done that with a natural compound. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, and even tortured rubber smells better in, these, in this series. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. It smells, it smell it smells like Sebring. Yes, exactly. Yes, I'm back in Florida in March. All right, Lights out on the pace car. Yes. It, it's time to go racing. The Viper Green Porsche has the lights out. Uh, step back from the edges of the circuit a little bit. This is going to get exciting. It's round seven of the Porsche GT3 Cup uh, Challenge USA by Yokohama. And what a moment this is for Marco Cironi here, uh. one of the older drivers here. Huge amount of experience. It's best ever qualifying in this series before it's a third. He's on the front row. So the pace car is now in the pit lane. If we see it again, it'll be a safety car, and we can go racing for round seven of the GT3 Cup Challenge USA. The green flag is in the air. It's a brilliant break from the front row, two by two through turn number one at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and a fabulous start. What a great sight and sound as they go over the skyline down through turn two. Greg Kramer. And it was Angel Benitez, John, who gets to the inside and sits now in second. Great, great start from him up from that second row. He just sort of followed Elliot Skier right down through that first sequence of corners, got himself in the right spot, and Jeremy Shaw, it is Skier leading from Benitez, then the Mark Motors entry of Cironi, and right behind him, Jesse Lazar. Yeah, Mar Marco Cironi, originally from Rome in Italy, but now I'm Willow. Willowdale, Ontario, Canada. He made a, a good start there, but he was outfumbled there by an Albinita. He carried so much speed up into turn three at a huge moment, but kept it together, and he's right on the tail of the first two. It's very warm out there at the moment. The sunshine makes the cars look great, but everyone just having to control their enthusiasm. It's been a good first lap to this point. Everybody playing the game, maybe just taking a big intake of breath as they started across the line there, but what a fantastic start for Elix He's done what he needs to do, and he will come round, and the 14 car will lead the first lap for Wright Motorsports. He was already a little defensive into turn eight because Benitez was chomping at the bit. So he's feeling it, and this is going to be interesting. You've got guys behind him with a lot of experience. Elliot, this is only his basically fourth race event weekend in these cars, wide over that curb at the exit of 
one. And as this race unfolds, John, it's going to get hotter and hotter and hotter over these 45 minutes, which means they're really going to have to be paying attention to these tires. And again, Skier at the exit of two, very wide. He is carrying every bit of speed he can. Further back down the field, that's Catania, the 26 car, Lucas Catania in eighth position. The NGT colours standing out in the sunshine, the white and Dayglow orange, but Skier all of a sudden has three or four cars then on second place. Benitez must have made a mistake coming over the top through four, and Skier's got breathing room. And it's Benitez now who has uh, Marco Cironi for close company as they exit Moss Corner, turn five, and head on to the Mario Andretti straight. And there's a breakaway. Skier has got exactly what he needs, Jeremy, and that is a little bit of room. Yeah, that's exactly what he wants. And we saw in qualifying this morning, uh, Benitez struggled a little bit in that session. He was only right towards the end of that session but he was able to set some far, fast times by then uh, Elliot Skier had already parked his car was in pit lane saving those Yokohama tires for the race and again big picture guys Benitez just joined the championship at the Glen yes he won them both but he's well back in the points Cironi sitting in third not even in this championship for the full season as he contests the full Canadian series so right now Skier has got oh. himself a couple of nice buffers back to Lazar Coleman shot the guys he's battling in this championship it's Chironi this time who takes the <laughs> wide line through turn one they're gonna have to be careful about that particularly down uh, exit of one and exit of two there are paved runoff areas but they are not part of the racetrack there's a white line which is the edge of the, of the racetrack and if they start taking advantage of that either in terms of time or distance then the race control officials will take a dim view of that and you might see the black and white, white standards flag driving standards flag or worse still perhaps even a drive-through for circuit limits you must respect the edge of the circuits those areas are there for safety greg not to go racing on absolutely because that's the margin and if you keep using that and going far over it and then something happens you've got even less room to the barriers it's there for safety and i think the general rule of thumb is like as you come down out of turn two if your left side tires are on the track side of that track limits thing you're going to be okay the minute you drift all the way off that's when you get the officials attention Skier then comes through to complete another lap past our commentary position and the gap on the field is a couple of three tenths as Angel Benitez Jr. in the 0-5 car in second then the 88 of Chironi Lazar just a little bit further back meantime in the gold category Jeff Mosing doing what Jeff Mosing does the 0-1 is in 10th position overall and the great news for him is he's got platinum cars between himself and Sebastian Landy who didn't have such a great start yeah that's huge for him at this point and he's got he's got Bill Pelichewski and Jay Patel who are pretty decent platinum drivers between the two which means it's going to be very difficult for Landy to get up and pass them what Landy wants to see happen is Pelichewski and Patel go around Mosing, slow him up, bring him back. And so Landy's just got to stay as close as he can. And Jeff Mosing, Jeremy, is a smart cookie. He used the uh, platinum drivers perfectly at Watkins Glen International in the last couple of rounds in very difficult condition. He plays the game very well. He's got a little bit of room around him, so he'll be thinking about all of that now and thinking about the fact that his nearest competition, Sebastian Landy, in the 49 car is two cars further, well three cars further back effectively yeah that's exactly right so uh, he's put himself exactly where he needs to be uh, and he's running a very smart race uh, at this time and meanwhile at the front of the field it's still Elliot Skier who leads uh, a new fastest time on that lap but the gap between himself and Angel Benitez Jr. is pretty much constant at about a, one second on the previous lap it was actually Benitez who set the new fastest lap of the race at 121.8 but now they're going faster and faster and Elliot Skier is a, trying to extend that lead but Benitez now is staying with it. Massive balancing act here for Elliot Skier not just to keep the car on the track and all the normal pressure of being in the lead of a motor race but what he's got to do now I think, Greg, is pace himself 
to Benitez behind him. He, he, yes, he wants to keep the gap, but he can't be pushing too hard because he'll have nothing left to fight with at the end of the race. That's exactly right. You can't take that bait of that guy coming up behind you and just drop the hammer and run the tires off the car. You may need to let him get a little bit bigger in your mm -hmm. mirrors, but save something for later. Jesse Lazar now has gone into yes. third, picked up that third spot, and I was watching Marco Cironi in the first couple of laps, particularly into turn three, and I think you alluded to it on the opening lap, but the next two laps as well. That car, the back end, really wanted to step out coming through three. So I think Chironi at this stage, he may not have quite the car under him he wants, but that may be by design. Massive experience here. He may have that car set up, John, for it to come to him a little bit later in the race. Have to hang on to it now, stay in that in that group, and then have something to fight with later. Kuhlman shining long. That battle for fifth, sixth, and seventh right now, cover him with a blanket. Yeah, really good race going on here at, at the front too, and uh, n nothing to choose between the two leaders in terms of pace in each of the last three laps. And Jesse Lazare there, he's trying to hang on there. He's running in the third place now, is Lazare. He is a championship leader coming into this weekend, but as things stand right now, he would lose that championship lead by one point to Elliot Skier. You get 20 points for a win, 18 points for second, 16 points for third. That's a four-point difference there between first and third. The, ga the gap coming in here was just three points couple of right motorsports car battling for fifth and sixth and behind that the 47 of andrew long in seventh position is the blue porsche just coming out of the turn five complex now and heading down that long long back straight and long for me is beginning to close up yes. on the two right motorsport cars ahead of him uh, and uh, that's a, a decent run for that uh, driver he's got michael shine and casey kuman ahead of him and as I say, they're on fifth and sixth position. And all of a sudden, target acquired there, Greg, as he gets right onto the back of Michael Shine. Now he's got there. He's got to start planning and scheming how he's going to get by. Absolutely, and I think this has been just a superb opening few races for not just this driver, who's a former SCCA National Amateur Champion with limited starts in the quote-unquote pro categories. He's had a great run, but Fall Line, of course, has a lot of experience in Continental Tire, but not in the Porsches. They stepped into this championship this year and have provided Andrew with a car that has been there right from the off, and he's doing an absolutely superb job with it. The Carlsberg, California uh, Carlsbad, uh, California native leads out. That's number 14, Elliot Skier. I seem to remember one Boris said coming from that part of the yep. world. And if he can replicate the road racing success of uh, that other Carlsbad native, he'll be doing very nicely indeed. Elliot Skier then leads out from Angel Benitez Jr., the sensation of the last three or four seasons really of this championship he's been third he's been second can he go one better this year but he started the championship late he's got to get every point that he can he was a tad quicker than our race leader last time around but when i mean a tad uh, that's exactly <laughs> what i mean it's less than a tenth of a second but just as there he's running the same sort of pace as well in the third position skier then comes round the tricky final couple of corners here easy to overdrive this part of the circuit down through the start finish area and into turn one big commitment as you turn in right-handed use that new grippy tarmac he's all four wheels up onto the red white curb he's gonna have to be careful over the skyline at two the world just drops away hook onto the late apex on the exit that's a much better exit from there but in second place Benitez Jr he's not using as much road Greg he's still on the pace long battling with shine for sixth and seventh position further back down the field and if anything that's allowing shine's teammate Casey Kuman just to pull away a little bit it is indeed, and I've been watching as well. Elliot Skier's line through four and up into five. He swings a lot wider, turns in a bit earlier to four, lets it float out, and straight lines to that apex in Moss 5A, as they call it. It seems to be working for him because he gets it to rotate beautifully, and Benitez not able to do a lot about it. But you're right, Benitez using a lot less road right now, which tells me he may be taking one little bit less out of his tires. 
And two, he may be on the radio to the team saying, talk to the officials because he's over the line now. Almost certainly. Yeah. Almost certainly. Uh, And if, you know, if this was a Formula One race, we'd be hearing that team radio now as somebody saying, oh, sorry, I've just made a mistake and went over the line. And the driver following me saying, he's using too much road. (laughs) He's using too much. Yes, we're talking to Charlie now. Track limits, track limits. Zero five, Angel Benitez Jr. Well, he's given himself a real challenge this year if he's going to be a championship contender coming in late in the season David Baker has Sebastian Landy ahead of him and this is battle for 13th and 14th position but it's gold versus platinum and this is more good news for Jeff Morsing in the almost cuss, rhubarb and custard coloured Porsche the Morsing Motors car the 0-1 he is still holding on to 10th position but now he's coming under a little bit of pressure from the two platinum guys. Now, this could get interesting very, very quickly. Yeah, it's a really good battle going on between these uh, four cars, and actually behind them also uh, is uh, David Baker, who's hanging on fairly well as well. It's a really good battle. There's battles all the way through the field. I mean, in the last four positions, they're all dicing nose to tail as well. Sean McCabe, Mark Yano, Joe Catania, and, and Orifid Dahani. So this is oh, a mistake there, a little bit of a mistake from Jeff Mosing, slid a little bit wide at Moss Corner. And this is great news for Sebastian Landy because all of a sudden he could see that bright yellow rear end of Jeff Morsing. That's the car he's battling in the gold category. Not the two cars directly in front of him, but the yellow car further up the road. He's closer now he's ever been, but he's still got those pesky two platinum class cars, Greg, in between. His hope now is that they might force a fumble from Jeff and he can take advantage. Well that's exactly what he's got a plan on here and and if Pelichewski in that sort of chrome red white and silver car with that uh, World War II fighter plane motif which he favors if he can get up to Mosing and get Mosing off his rhythm a little bit and get through that's what Landy wants to see happen and interestingly you get glimpses every once in a while up in front of those guys we have an absolute scrap on for the eighth spot as Lucas Catania in the NGT number 20 and Santiago Creel in the Wright Motorsports number 60. They just swapped positions. Catania on that last lap sneaking through, picking up that eighth spot. And uh, we've seen them side by each a number of times on the straight. And yeah. the head of the field, it's still Elliot Skier. And he's still got that tantalizing gap. Back to Angel Benitez Jr. I'm impressed, Jeremy, if I'm honest, because Elliot's done exactly what we hoped he might. He hasn't tried to break the back of the young charger Benitez in second place. If anything, Benitez is just getting yes. back towards him, but I don't see any panic thus far in Elliot Skier's driving style. Absolutely right, but uh, Angel Benitez does have the fastest lap of the race. He said on each of the last two laps, they come across the line here now, and that time uh, Skier was fractionally quicker, but yeah, there's uh, nothing but two to choose between those two and Justin Lazar he has his hands full also Marco Cironi again who really is charging along and I think the problem for Lazar is that you know you start to get outside of that two second window to the guys in front that's tough to make up without some help and he's sitting in that two second adrift range right now that's got to be a little bit of concern to our point leader first time i've seen elliot skier moving the back of his porsche cup car around coming up over the top of the rise from three to four got on the power maybe just a little bit too early or too harshly and he's starting to work those yokohama rear tires maybe a little bit too much it's compromising his exit from the corners he's not getting the grip now Everything's going to be telling him, Greg, to push harder because here comes that black and yellow second-place Angel Benitez car. What he's actually got to do is take a breath and slow back a bit and let the tyres come back to him. Exactly, and Benitez is pushing at the apex of 5B right at that launch point back end of that black JDX Porsche uh, stepped out a bit and he's much wider through the exit of 9 which kind of pinches your approach into turn 10 and you can see at Lazar now what he had lost coming onto that back straight he got back again just because Benitez was a little bit offline between 9 and 10 Skia leads and goes Ooh, in fact both, both of the of first and second and very wide indeed by Benitez Jr. who takes a bit of grass and good those, though those Yokohamas are being on grass is not going to give optimum drive from turn number one to turn number two. Skia, Benitez, Lazar, the top three. 
then Cerrone, Kuman, Shine, Long. Also, there's been a change there as well, as Catania now into eighth position ahead of Creel. Then Morsing still leading the gold class in tenth position, but he's getting very much closed down by 11th, 12th and 13th, and it's the 13th car that is important for him because that's Sebastian Landy, second in the gold class. Skier still with a... Oh, now he's pulled out a little bit again now. He has just calmed down a bit. The back end of that car, Jeremy, looking a little more planted again. Well, you know, he's driving very consistently all, all of his laps, the last uh, half dozen laps, all been within a couple of tenths of a second. And how Benitez, uh, he was closing in a little bit, but now certainly dropped back a bit on this lap. He was the closest he'd ever been last time around, but he's lost more ground on this lap. So maybe pushing a little bit too hard at this stage in race. Still a long, long way to go. There's only 16 minutes gone and uh, almost half an hour still to run. Yeah, they're going hard. But one thing I like about what I'm seeing from Skier in the Moss Complex of Corners, that approach we were talking about, by shallowing up his entry a little bit and getting it to rotate, it takes him way out. He gets it rotated beautifully. He's actually picking the throttle up sooner than anybody else, and that's helping that launch a little bit. It's working right now. A, a good second taken out there almost by Skier yes. on Benitez yeah. Jr. And Jeff Mosing finds himself with a little more breathing space in 10th position, leading the gold category with Pachutsky and Patel in between he and Landy in second place in class. So the yellow and... Rhubarb and custard car, as I was calling it, Ooh. is uh, nice and clear at the moment. The silver car and the first of the Kelly Moss white cars, not in that player. The plain white Porsche is second in the gold class with the gold mirrors, the 49, and that's Sebastian Landy. But he's got problems now because behind him, David Baker wants to come and play. Now, he's not a gold class player either, driver either, but that is going to, again, put the cat among the pigeons. And just what Landy doesn't need, Jeremy. Yeah, it's tremendous fun. This is a really fun race. I mean, there's, there is battle still all the way through. That battle for last place was also intense coming to the final corner, by the way. Ori Fidani trying to make a move on Joe Catani. He wasn't able to make it happen. But here we are again the leaders coming through to complete lap 13 and again it's that consistency for Elliot Skier really doing a nice job a little bit slower on that lap but he's still maintaining that gap over Ana Benitez and watching Landy here and again that is a gold category car up against the platinum cars that he's around I think that car he's pushing so hard to stay where he is it's starting to go because I'm watching that car start to flat slide a little bit and uh, that's going to cost you time and I think that's what allowed Baker to come right back up onto his sixth and as they come out of turn 10. An eighth and ninth by the way Catania and Santiago <laughs> Creel that isn't over either Creel lost that position a couple of three laps ago but that is not done uh, it seems to me as though Santiago Creel wants that eighth position back and see if he can set off him in uh, pursuit of Andrew Long in the blue 47 Porsche in seventh position 18 and a half minutes of the contest is gone it is the seventh round of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama Elliot Skier is doing a cracking job gentlemen yeah, he really has is. absorbed all of that pressure and he didn't respond in a bad way to Benitez closing up to within a second. And, and that shows a lot of maturity for my money. I completely agree with you. And it is that consistency, I think, that's going to work in his favour. Uh, Benitez pushed, I think, perhaps a little bit too hard for a couple. He's going to have to cool those tyres off just a little bit, I believe, if he's going to have any more to, uh, to, to get closer again to Elliot Skier. This time around, though, uh, Skier was a tenth slower than his previous lap, which, again, was a couple of tenths slower than the lap before that, whereas Angel Benitez, he made up nearly four tenths of a second on that lap. So it really is swings and roundabouts very, very wide there. Skier runs on the exit of turn two. He's pushing hard. We've seen in the past, Greg, that Benitez Jr. has been able to win motor races from the front, where he dominates from the front row. Uh, he's a very good starter. We've also seen him being able to drive through the field. I'm kind of surprised at the moment that we're not seeing the consistency that we're used to uh, from Benitez Jr. He got almost within striking distance of the leader, but then couldn't keep it there. That's, that's interesting for me. 
Well, and you know, keep in mind that he, this is only the second weekend that he's been back in these cars for starters. So he uh, he hasn't just had all that time in the car. And if we talked about it, this is getting hotter and hotter and hotter, the temperature outside, the sun beating down on the track, and if they're off just a little bit. And you know, Benitez is quick. We know JDX Racing with Jeremy mm. and Harrison, a great program, but they haven't worked together much. And if they've just missed a little bit on the on the communication, that could be the problem. And they don't have all the other entries in the field that Wright Motorsports does to be able to uh, do comparative data on. And the last thing is, when you're with a Wright Motorsports or a Kelly Moss or whatever, they also, part of their package is driver coaches that have done this before. And I think that's where Elliott is really, he's got the gift, he's got the talent, there's no question about that. But he also has the coaching to bring it up to this level quicker. And he's realizing it and it's showing. He's not worried about losing a couple of tenths here and half a second there, though. That's, to me, that is the sign of somebody who believes he's got something in hand in that leading 14 car. Elliott Skier then leads out. Jeff Morsing still at the head of the field in gold, still with a two-car cushion between himself and Sebastian Landy, who is second in the category. Yeah, and Landy lost, lost a little bit of ground on that last lap, where he had a bit of a slide somewhere, I don't know, but he's certainly fallen back just a little bit from those two cars directly ahead of him, driven by, by Bill Belichewski and Jay Patel in the, in the double zero car. Belichewski just has not been able to really get in any kind of position to challenge the gold-class leader, Jeff Morsing, in the 0-1, the yellow and maroon car, until now when he goes up the inside at Moss Corner and takes the curb, and that was a low-percentage lunge by Wild Bill there. He loses the position to the double-zero car of Jay Patel. That's 11th position, and that was born absolutely Greg Kramer out of frustration. Spinner, Arroyo's gone around in the 89 car. He was in 15th position, battling with... Uh, Sean McCaig and David Berger. Yeah, that's you're absolutely right. As the Royal gets away with it, just accelerates off again. Yeah, Pelichewski was just frustrated, couldn't get there. And part of it is another look at it here, and he did a brilliant job to not just plow into the back of Mosing. When he realized what was happening, he got on the brakes, tried to straighten the wheel out, and hope he could go between Mosing and Patel, and that's exactly what happened. So after the error, he actually did a nice job to be able to make that save. Now he's got to gather it up again. But here's the deal here, guys. That Mosing car, obviously, you can see it when you get the same shots. You can see it's narrower, a mm. little taller, not as squat, but it still churns the air up, doesn't it? And the newer Platinum car is even more aero-dependent. You're tucked up behind that guy in front of you. You lose some of the air on the front of those dive planes and splitters. I think Pelichewski just said, I've got to try something really aggressive here because I can't get it done just following them through these turns. Ahead of them, Catania and Creel still having a cracking battle the Deglow orange and white car, the 60 and the zero, and the uh, 26 and the uh, 60 car, Santiago Creel, just ahead of the battle at the head of the GT3 gold category. Landy's dropped right off the back of that. There's yeah. no sign of the white Porsche. There's the battle for between uh, Catania and Creel for eighth and ninth, then tenth on down. And now that's become two cars rather than four, Greg, because that now is just Morsing and Patel. And Morsing's done a great job to keep his distance from Landy, and that distance has now gone out considerably. So in terms of the gold category, Jeff Morsing, very happy indeed, but he's going to get some pressure from behind shortly, I think. He is, but I, you know what I think's working for Mosing right now is that being that gold car, he's not as quick as Catania and Creel in front of him, so he's never been close enough mm. to lose the air on the nose of the car, which really starts to punk, you know, to uh, to uh, work those front tires off the hard. I think Jeff's tires are going to be in great shape here because he hasn't had that wash that he's been dealing with. Every time somebody comes up behind him. They start to get there. You saw Patel run him down in a hurry, has not been able to make the move and get through, and arguably, well, not arguably, in a faster car. But the other thing, Jeremy, is that Jeff Morsing hasn't really been driving defensively against the two platinum drivers. He's just hitting his marks, turning in, getting on the throttle, doing his thing. Uh, it's been a, an impressive drive again from that, Jeff. That's exactly right. Uh, he has been. Uh, just uh, doing his own thing. You're absolutely right. Concentrating on his race, not anybody else's race. Uh, and that's exactly what Elliot Skier is doing as well. Once again, that last time around, a, a 121.4. That's his sort of target time. He can do that 
lap after lap after lap and even though Anel Benitez has, has uh, brought that margin down from uh, just around about two seconds he almost halved it but it's still a semi-comfortable margin for Elliot Skiri just managing the race very very nicely frustration turned up to 11 for Patel <laughs> in the Kelly Moss racing with the purple graphics the double zero car of Patel in 11th position and he must know that if he could get past Jeff Mosing, and I have no doubt that if he could get past Jeff Mosing, he'd be off down the road trying to chase down the positions ahead, which is 8th and 9th, Catania and Creel, who are having their own little private battle in clean air at the moment. But he's not in a position, and as yet, but I feel it might be coming, he hasn't made one of those lunges that we saw Wild Bill do a couple of laps ago. Uh, go, Greg. I think you're absolutely right, and I think you know you know Patel has to be a little leery of that. And as we go back to this lead battle, real quick, watching Sebastian Landy there a few times, talk about frustration. That car's just not sticking. He missed the apex in Moss on the exit by a good five six feet a couple of times. It's just not turning, and it's not so much that it's pushing wide; it's flat sliding. Mm. He's just lost the grip. Uh, and up front here again, Elliot Skier. Every time he lets Benitez come in a little bit. Then he's able to respond, and I think some of that, and I hate to keep beating this dead horse, but Benitez gets close, gets close enough where he starts to feel that dirty air behind Elliott Skier's car, and in these long-duration corners, that starts to chuff up the fronts a little bit, and he's got to drop back. Skier's driving brilliantly. Yes, he is, and uh, in third place, so Jesse Lazare is just dropping back, dropping back, dropping back. He's in the 22s now on a regular basis. Marco Tironi is once again uh, inching a little bit closer to Jesse Lazare, so the two Canadians going at it for third and fourth. Ooh, Mike Shine off into the tires where turn three, of course. He was under intense pressure from Andrew Long. Yes, he has been. And he was uh, sitting in the top six as the battles are going through. Now, he's got the engine running still on that car. What he can't find is a reverse gear. Stationary yellows at the moment. It's been dealt with by the local yellows, by our hard-working corner workers and marshals. You can see the guys in white uh, making sure that the driver's okay. They'll be saying, is the engine still running? Give me a thumbs up. Can you get a gear? Do you think you'll be able to move it? All of that information being relayed back to race control so that our race director can make an informed decision. The leaders coming around to that part of the racetrack. You'll see the yellow flags. Ah, good news. He's got good. Now he's going to rejoin right in front of the leaders, the right-hand side of the screen. The guys are going to come up very shortly, and that car is going to have all kinds of grass and debris on its tyres. He needs to be heads up here and is, I think, yes, Shine stays out of the way. Good driving from Michael Shine, who could have made a very difficult situation for leader Elliot Skier, but that's another little danger point that has been weathered by the leader, Jeremy. All of a sudden, uh, uh, the... Um Jeff Mosin lost a couple of positions on that lap. I think he might have made a mistake at turn eight because certainly coming into turn nine, he allowed uh, Bill Belichewski to go on, on through and Jay Patel all of a sudden is ahead of both of them. So something happened there. I think it was in turn eight uh, and Jeff Mosin dropped back two positions and now he doesn't have any, uh, any other cars between himself and Sebastian Landy. And Landy is coming yeah. and coming quickly. We'd have to wonder if Patel didn't make some sort of an aggressive move, got Mosin offline and uh, Pelichewski able to just follow him through and now we'll see what Sebastian can do if anything because he just was not able to match the pace of Mosing whether he had those platinum cars there or not and once again David Baker is in the frame as well in the 56 cars he closes in slightly on the all-white Porsche of Sebastian Landy the 49 car second in the gold category and Mosing's gathered himself up again and is in the draft of Pelachewski as they go down the back straight and this of course now Jay Patel up in the ninth position with the issue that we saw for Michael Shine uh, Pelachewski up in the 10th Jeff Mosing leading the gold class in 11th position and you called it on Patel. Once he got through, he just drove away. And he's not still driving away from uh, Pelichewski. And he's got about a five-second deficit, Patel does, to that Santiago Creole-Lucas Catania battle. And we'll see if he's able to do anything with that. I mean, we're coming up on 15 minutes. So two-thirds of this race, almost, boy, did it fly by. Half an hour of green, clean racing. And at the head of the field, the... Lead has come down to what? A couple of cars lengths, if that is Elliot Skier. Leads Angel Benitez Jr. 
in round number seven of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge, USA yeah. by Yokohama. He's poised to pounce here as Billy this. Can he get close enough? Skier there comes across the line at 121.6 that time around but Benitez is closer than he's ever been as they go uh, oh, they're heading for the crest in turn two and this is where Elliot Skier we will find out if his tactics in the early part of the race have paid off who has got the concentration who has got the speed who's got the tires left and whose car is set up for the sprint to the line in the last 15 minutes here at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park well, this is just compelling stuff to watch. And uh, yeah, again, we were you know, speculating on who had the car set up to be a little bit better later in the goal. Well, starting to see here, Benitez now suddenly just seems to be able to claw right onto the back of Elliott Skier. Yeah, it is, it is an absolute science. The single manufacturer races for Porsche, I've watched them in Europe for many years. The UK and the European Championships and you do have the choice to whether to make the car optimum when it's heavy at the start of the run 45 minutes these cars are burning a lot of fuel and fuel is weight or whether you set the car up to be more nimble and work around warm tires towards the end of the race and you've got to work with your driver on that no use making a decision wide at turn number three and is that Landy it yes. is Landy. Landy pushing hard to get onto the back of Jeff Mosing has just pushed a wee bit too hard and done a bit of grass cutting. Jeremy Shaw. Yeah, he has, and uh, the leaders came through one more time there. And I'll tell you what, with 30 minutes to go, they're going to have to work their way through that fantastic battle that is going on for 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th and 18th places. And they're going to catch those guys, I think, within two or three laps. That is the two race leaders catching the battle for 13th and, and on back. And David Baker making the position there on Landy. So Landy, after fighting so hard to get Mosing right ahead of him, finds a car between him again. And Jeff Mosing must be thinking his birthdays and Christmases have come together <laughs> because he lost two places and his two backstops effectively between himself and second place with a little mistake. And now he's gained one back. Yeah, now he can cruise. Yeah. What he's got to do now is manage what he's got in terms of his car. And once again, the problem for Landy, you saw it on that replay. As he came into three, the car, the tires just gave up. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't enough grip. So uh, he just wasn't able to deal with it. Leaders are coming through to the end of the lap. And the battle in front of them has uh, Ore Fidani at the back of it at the moment. And Michael Shine, remember, is trying to come back through this field, as is Oscar Arroyo. They are fast drivers there who are out of position and Elliot Skia has real, real danger in front of him now. You don't often see this in these 45-minute races, but we've been clean and green and this is a fast track and Skia now has to do some lapping and he's got Benitez Jr. right behind him. Benitez Jr. is in the perfect position because the leader always has to do it first. The blue flags will start to be waved by the corner workers, by the marshals to tell these guys that they've got the leaders coming. The issue is they're getting blue flags because they're in a battle anywhere. This is going to be very interesting. Over and under. Benitez. Oh, that was a very brave manoeuvre. And now he's going to square the corner off and he might get the run, Greg. That was really interesting. Sorry, Greg. That was really interesting because uh, all of a sudden uh, Skier realised he, uh, he was vulnerable, defended the line into the second part of the right-hand at Moss Corner and was able to sort of fend off Benitez. But he's still got all that gaggle of cars ahead of him coming up to turn eight. Boy, and that really parked Benitez a little <laughs> yes. bit, didn't it? And the problem is, is that Skier has not yet been able to get by any of those cars in front. So Benitez now takes a look. He's going to get blocked as well. Now Skier up the inside. He's got one. Is he going to trap Benitez? No, Benitez comes through, guys. Heck of good driving by oh. Ore Fadani to yes. let those two through as a pair. It would have been so easy for him to just cut back. Not deliberately, but you've got to keep your wits about you here. And Skier now goes to the left of the 22 NGT car of Mark Yano. He's got through there. Oh, it's side by side. Yano's pushed offline a tiny bit, but Benitez Jr. knows he's got to stay on the back bumper of the leader. Just ten and a half minutes to go. And Benitez now needs to pick the right moment. Ooh. Spin right in front of the leaders. I don't believe <laughs> it. Oscar Arroyo goes around again Second in the 89 spin. car. And that was almost curtains for the leader. 
Jesse well, Lazar may never know how close he was to winning this race. Well, yeah, I tell you what, Benitez was even closer. He was the guy who had to take evasive action and lost a bit of ground coming over the top of the hill. And, well, watch this moment here first as we get another look at Arroyo's spin right in front of these guys. There he goes. Just flat lost it on his own. I wonder if he didn't see a blue look in his mirrors, tried to move a little bit and pinched it and got up. But Benitez, that time, once they got through turn five, he had a big slide through five, and that hurt him coming onto the straight when he might have had an opportunity. He's got another one here. He's going to try and make it three abreast. That's not going to play. And again, brilliant drivers by the brilliant driving by the guys being lapped. Joe Catania keeping two drivers left and letting the lead pair go through. Down into turn one for the 27th time. There's nine and a half minutes to go in round seven of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. We're at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park loving the action and lapping going on. Not often we see it. It's a skill I'm sure that Elliot Skier did not expect he would have to play out today as another car goes a lap down. Sean McKay in the 34, that's 14th position, and Skier is holding, holding his nerve, Jeremy. Yeah, the last two laps have been two seconds slower for the two leaders, and they worked their way through that traffic, but they've both done it absolutely expertly, and now the battle is rejoined again, but Benitez just trying to carry a little bit too much yeah. speed in the most corner. Two Lots of the momentum coming off. Two mistakes there by Angel Benitez Jr. Locked up coming into Moss, got offline, and then tried too hard in the middle. Needed really to gather himself up there just a moment or two, but he was trying so hard. He's lost ground on the leader, Greg. And Elliot Skier will once again, when he glances in the mirrors of the number 14 car, the right motorsports machine, he'll see that he's got not a gap, but certainly a tad of breathing room. Yeah, a couple of extra oh. car lengths. And again, Benitez, the back end of that car is out. And you can see the close-up shots when you see his hands on the wheel. He is all over that steering wheel right now. He is pushing for everything, but he knows now is the time you have to do it. And if he can keep it up, maybe he can get Elliott to run off those tires just a little bit. And for Jesse Lazar, he now yeah. has competition as Cironi right with him now as they're catching this group of traffic, Jeremy. They are indeed, and... Uh... All of a sudden, Jesse Lazaro is almost 10 seconds behind the leading pair, and he's really got to watch his mirrors now because uh, Marco Cironi, they're a huge amount of experience. Two different generations of drivers here from Canada, but they're battling over that third and fourth places up into turn three. And Cironi smells a podium here, doesn't he? Yes. He really has uh, half an opportunity, maybe even more. At the head of the field, skier still with just on a second, three quarters of a second of an advantage, maybe a little more. And you've got to think now that the right motorsports team are seeing the Elliott steady on, son. Only seven minutes to go, and Benitez is burning his tyres. Benitez, for his part, he's backed out of it. He's had a slower lap last time around by some six-tenths of a second to the leader, and he looks to be just gathering himself up for another pop at it, but time's not on his side right now. Now, I think he's realized uh, and can feel it that he pushed too hard, and those tires now, as good as they are, if you get overheated, they lose their efficacy a little bit, and you can see him starting to slide, the car rotating when he doesn't want it to, and when you can't get that run through Moss and onto that straight, you're in trouble. You've got to back off, get those tires back underneath you a little bit. That's the only option you have, and that's where he sits right now. I think the compelling battle right now is that final podium spot, Lazar and Cironi. Every time we see them in the background it's cut and thrust next two laps crucial for Benitez Jr yes. yeah. if he can keep that number 14 car of Elliott Skier in sight he might just be able to have a little charge for the last two laps and put more pressure again on Elliott at the end of the race you are more likely to make mistakes then you're tired your concentration tends to drift away Lazar has exactly the same issue Chironi and Casey Kuman and Andrew Long and Catania not all that far away particularly not the number 88 car of Marco Chironi the darker colored car in fourth position and Chironi smells a podium. He's thinking that this is extra points for the championship right now. Yeah, he's, he's not in contention for the overall championship. He's just a local driver here taking part in uh, in, one, in, a, in a few races during the season. He's concentrating on the GT3 Cup in Canada. But this is a great run by Marco Chironi. He has had several podiums in the past in this championship, and he wants another one. 
And actually, I looked like Lazar got through those two lap cars that they were chasing a little bit better because he stretched that margin to Chironi again, not by a ton, but by about three, four car lengths. But Chironi, once they cleared that traffic, he has been able to reel Lazar back in. Andrew Long and Casey Kuhlman are having a great battle for fifth and sixth as well. Andrew Long's easy to pick out. That's the, I think, the only blue Porsche in the field. So he's pretty easy to spot as he comes across the skyline. That's Chironi in the darker-coloured car. Leaders well away from the battle that is for third position at the moment with Skier and Benitez Jr. still separated by almost a second. In fact, just over a second uh, now. Skier 1.1 seconds ahead the last time they went across the line. The white, mainly white, Kelly Moss racing car of Jesse Lazar in third position. And he's going to have traffic to deal with again as the black and yellow car behind is Chironi. And squealing of tortured <laughs> Yokohama rubber there as the huge amount of horsepower, 400 plus horsepower going down into the rear wheels and the back end sits down and fires them out of the corner. And these course marshals are suffering arm pump yeah. from waving these blues vigorously, letting him know. And right now, Lazar coming up in the back of Joe Catani, who's running 15th overall, but fourth in the gold, third in the gold masters category. And now he's caught him, but he's got problems. Is he going to do the dive underneath? He does. Cironi, though, is going to get a nice run out of this turn, possibly. On his use of as a pick, that's brilliant. Chironi down the inside, didn't get the best exit, but was able to use the slower car, but just couldn't get up alongside. I just thought for a moment there was an opportunity there for Chironi, but it looks like he spun up the back wheels a tiny little bit. And once again, the white car is still in third position. That's Jesse Lazar, played that one perfectly. We do have a change of position now for fifth place. It's Andrew Long has finally found a way past Casey Coolman. Coolman must have had some sort of an issue on that last lap. He lost uh, almost 10 seconds so whether it's a spin or whatever it was uh, but he certainly lost now that fifth position to Andrew Long Andrew Long has driven a very measured race and his lap times at the moment well that one in traffic wasn't so good but he's, uh, he's done a 21.7 that's only half a second away from the best lap that the leader has done third position still under doubt under contention at the moment and at the head of the field and we have still got a brilliant run from Elliot Skier. Landy in second in that white car in the GT3 gold category. And there is our second place man, Ankel Benitez Jr. And Lazar got the break he needed. He, he got through uh, the uh, number 34 of Sean McCaig. Lots cleaner. Did I just say lots cleaner? Much cleaner than Marco Cironi. And that has given now Lazar a fairly sizable gap and a, com a more comfortable third. We haven't had any safety car periods to be able to refresh our word counts so <laughs> lots cleaning running out more cleaning best cleaning fewer cleaning it doesn't matter because this has been a fantastic race and Elliot Skier is really showing his class further back down the field uh, Jay Patel and Bill Pelachewski still battling it out and the guy who's on the charge now is Andrew Long having got past uh, finally got past Casey Coolman turned a really good lap last time around oh, 122.0 for Andrew Long and uh, he's going to try now to whittle that gap down to Marco Cironi for fourth and fifth places sadly for him there's less than two minutes on the clock which is probably two laps only depending when they cross the line Jeff Mosing has driven another measured and tactically brilliant race notwithstanding a little whoopsie in the middle there just after half distance when he clearly had an issue and had to let two of the platinum cars through but the key there Gregor was it was the two platinum cars that he let through and by that time Landy had dropped away from that battle so it wasn't really an issue right and then Landy right when it you know looked like well maybe an opportunity for him to close in he had that slight off over in turn three which gave Mosing uh, a, even more of a, of a breather so uh, Jeff has just been absolutely doing what he needs to do point leader coming in you know work with it and let's not forget for Marco Cironi even though he may not lose uh, you know he may lose out on this podium in the platinum category he's got a good margin in the masters class right now over the experienced Casey Coleman I did not see the white <laughs> flag last time around I think we might get one more, gentlemen. It's going to be tight as they go through turn number two. Elliot Skier has, has got probably one of the more comfortable leads that he's had in the whole 45 minutes of yeah. this race. And it is 45 minutes now with just 30 seconds left on the clock. 
Skia leads it, Benitez Jr. in second, Lazar holding on to third position, but Chironi and Long are still there, waiting to pounce. Yeah, they are indeed, and uh, this is a battle going on here. Bill, Bill Palachewski uh, and uh, Jay Patel, they got back and forth uh, the last couple of laps. Yeah, Palachewski's back ahead of Patel for ninth and tenth position. Remember, Patel got through and looked like he was going to get away after Palachewski made that uh, do-or-die manoeuvre. How good is the IMSA timing and scoring staff? They just crossed the line. Two seconds to spare. They guessed it perfectly. White flag is out. That white should come out. Yeah, and not... Oh, that was well played by the scorers. And that means Elliot Skier has one more lap to hold off the charge of Angel Benitez Jr. He has managed this race, and I use that word, Greg, advisedly. He has managed this race to perfection. It has not been without pressure and great pressure from Angel Benitez Jr. But ultimately, I think when we speak to them afterwards, Benitez Jr., Greg, is going to say, I give him everything that I had. I don't think there's any question. And managed it in terms of when he had to, he let Angel get close, use up his tires a little bit, but also for Elliott, a superb job when they caught these clumps of traffic and Benitez would pounce. He didn't lose his focus. He didn't lose his resolve and worked the traffic beautifully. Managed it. I think he used it exactly appropriately. Yeah, it's been absolutely an excellent drive by uh, Elliot Skier. And uh, two or three laps ago, he turned in two very, very fast laps. That kind of broke the back of Anil Benitez's challenge. So there's two corners to go as Patel and Palachewski start their final lap side by side. That's kind of appropriate, as is this young man, Elliot Skier, in the 14 Wright Motorsports Porsche, winning round seven of the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama by a little over 1.1 seconds to second place, Angel Benitez Jr., who tried his best and pushed his hardest. Jesse Lazare should hold on and has held on for third place ahead of a hard-charging Marco Cironi. Andrew Long drove a steady but very impressive race to fifth position. Casey Kuman and Lucas Catania, well, they were battling all the way through for sixth and seventh. Then Santiago Crail. Bill Palachewski will get the decision, I think, just over Jay Patel when they come back round. In the gold class in eleventh overall. Yes, well, exactly. <laughs> Jeff Mosing takes the gold class unless something horrible befalls him on the last half lap of this race. And it will be from in second place, Sebastian Landy and Sean McCaig in third. Well, well, Jeremy, what a fabulous, fabulous run for well, pretty much everybody there, they all played their part. And Elliot Skier has really come of age in his racing career. As Mosing takes the gold category in 11th uh, overall. Scratch that, in 10th, because he's yeah. just gone by David Baker, who's had a bit of a, no, an issue. No, it's actually Jay Patel there who ah, had a spin right. on that last lap. He's lost a couple of positions to both Jeff Mosing and David Baker. So that fabulous battle he had going on there with Bill, Bill Pelichewski in number 74 car. It was a spin for Jay Patel. He has to drop back to 12th place overall. But that was a really fun battle. That was a really fun race. Very impressive run indeed. Yeah, it was. By Wright Motorsports and by Elliot Skier. And Wright Motorsports can draw on an awful lot of data because of the amount of cars that they've got. But let's not put anything aside. The nut at the end of the wheel, Elliot Skier still has to perform and perform. He did under extreme pressure from a returning Angel Benitez Jr. returning to the series. But Angel knows these cars very well. He knows these races very well. Elliot Ski is still finding his feet here, and I think that is a standout drive. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. And I think Albanit has had fractionally the faster car. I'd agree. It shows actually on the best lap time, but definitely, no doubt about it, Elliot Ski had a more consistent car, and that is uh, what he took advantage of to win this race this now afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, 45 minutes plus a lap that was because the white flag came out with a couple of seconds to go in the time certain. Little drop on the slowing down lap for Jeff Mosing won't be an issue for him. He'll take the gold class once again with, again, a very well-managed race. Apart from 
that little issue for him in the middle but he didn't let that affect him and kept his head together well are we seeing the emergence of a new talent then because they say don't they Jeremy that getting that first victory is so so important and that was a hard hard fought run for Elliot Skier had to do it from poor position makes it sound easy all right he qualified on poorly takes the win far from it he had to fight every step of the way for that not necessarily door to door but in some ways more difficult he had to use a little bit of brain power as well as keeping his speed up well you're right I mean we've had six races now this season uh, he's been on on the pole position for five of them but only had won one race prior to this weekend so Elitsky has certainly had something to prove I think this afternoon and he did he did absolutely that he comes away with his second win on the season and his career in Porsches uh, and that will be enough to move him back up into the championship lead by just one point over Jesse Lazaro. I spoke to Jesse Lazaro yesterday morning and he was all uh, thinking at Watkins Glen, he was thinking championship. I just got to, all I've got to do is finish ahead of an Elliott Skier. That was his only goal mm. for Watkins Glen. Winning the races would have been nice, obviously. He'd love to have done it, but his focus was to finish ahead of Elliott Skier. Well, he hasn't done that today and he hasn't even finished in second place to him. So it's a big step forward for Elliott Skier. Yeah, got that one race earlier on in the season, that one victory, and getting the second one will be a yes. big fillip to his uh, his mental confidence as he moves forward because that was one that he could easily have lost, easily yeah. have lost to Angel Benitez Jr., who put excellent pressure uh, on the 14 car all the way through. It's still a good comeback from Angel Benitez Jr., as Greg pointed out during the race uh, JDX not with the amount of cars in the 20 car field that say Wright has so they can't draw on quite as much information from the other guys in the field but Benitez Jr. has got quite a bit of experience himself uh, and frankly uh, the guys at JDX know how to run a car I think that was as pretty much as quick as that car could have gone I, I think you're right I think ultimately he had a, a slightly faster car if he'd been in clear air but the problem was he just couldn't get himself into position. And if I think back, Jeremy, I don't think he made a real challenge that Elliot Skier had to properly defend after the run down to turn one and two. No, well, it was once up at Moss Corner when it came up to lap those uh, slower cars. But again, Elliot Skier yeah. realised what the potential for what could happen there and so closed the door off there. And that was a really smart move by Elliot Skier. He drove that race, as you were saying, he managed it really, really well. And uh, like, boy, that was just a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I, I wondered about the, uh, the, the depth of talent in this year's field, I must admit. But uh, I've got to re reconsider that now because that was a really fine performance. And that's, that's what we've seen from this championship over the last several years. We've seen more and more youngsters coming into it with an eye towards their future. In the past, this was just a, kind of something fun to do for, for, for you know, wealthy amateur drivers. Well, now, in, in addition to that, we've got these youngsters who are looking to make a career in the sport, and certainly Elliot Skier, Jesse Lazar, Anel Benitez, uh, and Andrew Long, they're all uh, fall into that category. Just off the podium, Mark Lucciaroni, very good comeback drive there, Excellent gives Jesse Lazar a run for his money. And a, a word for Andrew Long, who uh, rather did that under the radar, started a little bit back further down the field, got bottled up as soon as he got clear ground he put in a string of decent laps wasn't perhaps right there to challenge at the end but that blue number 47 car all was worth watching and uh if he'd been a little bit closer to the front early on, I think he could have been uh, certainly have been someone to contend. But I thought that was a decent drive from him as well. Got to say, of course, Jeff Morsing did what Jeff does and won the gold class very well. Sebastian Landy, all oh, the frustration, and Sean McCaig in third position. So Elliot Skier then nipping away at the championship and takes back the championship lead as we uh, go through the seventh round of the GT3 Cup Challenge, the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama and that will be a one that he will want to watch over and over again. Angel Benitez Jr and Jesse Lazar on the podium with him, that's what we'll be celebrating here at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. For Jeremy Shaw and Greg Kramer, I'm John Hynoff thanks for being with us, you've just heard that all live on IMSA Radio this program is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.